0: Welcome to Craig O'Walla, the K.O. Koala Entertainment Halo podcast. My name is Anthony Nicolosi, and today I am joined by my single friend. What's your name? I got your potatoes. (laughs) Yes, because we are discussing Halo Shadows of Reach, Reach. the most recently released Halo book. Um, And me and Potatoes are the only two of the four who have read it, Marcus and Sinister dropping the ball big time so we're going rogue and us 2 we're going to talk about it we're going to talk about what we thought of the book but also we're going to just generally i think the most exciting part is talking about how the book makes us excited for halo infinite i think um because there are definitely elements to that that uh that are relevant so uh, maybe the way i should start because there are people who listen to this podcast people from our community who are not huge halo aficionados so and, and they might not know why this book's a big deal. Uh this book is really the the most major chunk of lore that has dropped that is that sets itself in the post Halo 5 timeline. There has been some stuff that's come out uh shoot I'm going to say the wrong one. I think Bad Blood, the one that has a technically takes place after Halo 5 and has some immediate um it, it, it has this, uh, it tells it tells you what happens like literally immediately after Halo 5 ends so Chief's in that part but Chief hasn't been in any material this is definitely the first major Chief related material Master Chief related material that's come out for Halo since Halo 5 so why this is a big deal going into this book we the Halo community knows that Halo Infinite is a thing yeah uh, and that it is taking place on zeta halo the reason that matters the way we uh to sum it up zeta halo is the most fucked up and weird halo of all the halos in the halo universe halo is like literally it's a it's basically a weapon that wipes out sentient life anything with a nervous system it blows them away when activated it, it was intentionally designed to kill everything with the nervous system because it was meant to stop the flood, a parasitic life form that takes over things with nervous systems. And basically it was so the flood is was so unstoppable that the forerunners, these ancient, you know, advanced race in the halo universe, the only way they could stop them is by starving them. So anyway, there's seven. There are there are set, There are lots of halos. There's not just one in the Halo game so far. We've been to two halos technically, and we've been in the vicinity of a third in Halo Four. So there's two halos. Now at the end of Halo Five, there's this ring that's like a halo ring that's floating around at the very end. If you do the legendary ending, and Cortana's like humming over the, in the background, but but. Now, I'm starting to think. I don't know. Let's actually start there. Do you think that ring at the end of Halo 5 is Zeta Halo? Uh, maybe. I mean... Oh, maybe.
1: You sis You have to say yes or no. I probably, you know. They, because I mean, they, they, not they, only they, that, they but that.
0: it there's also a ring at the end of Halo Wars 2, right? So, after Halo but 5... They're, they're yeah, far, go ahead.
1: they're far from it, aren't they? They're like... That's for sure not Zeta Halo.
0: Well, so this is, yeah, you're right. Uh, Agreed. So this is actually why I think it's not Zeta Halo at the end of Halo 5, because at the end of Halo Wars 2, for those who don't know, this is a separate story. In Halo, there are the Halos in the universe, the Milky Way galaxy and all over the fucking place. I don't know exactly the details on exactly where they're all located. And then, the, if you will, the, like, head control center that controls all of the Halos is a place called the Ark. You go there in Halo 3, and it's way the fuck out of the galaxy. In fact, you can't travel to it. The only way to really get there in any meaningful amount of time is by using a portal. There's a portal on Mars. There's a portal on Reach. I, don't, I can't remember all of the... There's a lot of portals. I think there's a lot of portals. I don't know. that The portal on Reach is actually a big part of the book we're going to be talking about today anyway in halo wars 2 actually we should talk about halo wars 2 because it's also a big part of shadows of reach and halo wars 2 the the way it starts is you uh okay halo wars 2 let's start at halo wars 1 halo wars 1 was about a crew called the spirit of fire which is like a big ass super ship human ship Um, that is basically fighting the Covenant, the alien bad guys in the Halo universe, um, at the beginning of the Covenant War. Humanity versus Covenant War. Long story short, it's a fucking awesome game. Great story that ends with the spirit of fire adrift in space and its crew adrift in space. Um, and basically nobody, it lost, lost with all hands, I think is the way you say that, right? So... Basically, they're they're drifting off in space, and Halo Wars Two starts with the Spirit of Fire being woken up from their sleep by um, I, I want to say it's a distress call coming from the Ark. So, so picture this: in the first Halo Wars, one, they're in the Milky Way galaxy, or, or you know, they're in a normal spot in the universe, and somehow, at the beginning of Halo Wars Two, they wake up over the Ark, which is way the fuck outside of the galaxy. Leading to uh, theories that they might have been taken there. Have have you read any of those uh, theories? Uh, of potatoes? No, I have not. There's just no way that you drift in space all the way over there. It's too far. So, who took them there? What? that's a that's a whole other thing that I'm I'm excited for them to explore in the books but long story short the spirit of fire wakes up over the ark and when they wake up over the ark they go down to check out what's out what's going on and they don't find the covenant you know the traditional set of aliens who believe that the forerunners were like basically gods and they worship them and then if you activate the halos you go on the great journey you know you basically go to heaven or whatever no did no, that the,
1: yeah oh, okay i thought you were talking about the banished no this
0: is a different kind of covenant it's led by a guy named atriox he's a brute who fucks up three spartans right at the beginning like kicks their ass in hand-to-hand combat and a, uh,
1: uh spartan twos right yeah spartan yeah three spartan
0: twos. twos jerome douglas and alice the ones from red team they're like basically master chiefs without the uh Gen 2 armor that Chief has, but they they've got cool armor and they get their ass kicked, and they themselves are fucking awesome. Anyway, anyway, point is, Atriox is bad news. He leads this thing called the Banished, which are basically a group of Covenant. Uh, who he, he, like his philosophy? He was like an elite soldier who rebelled against the Covenant successfully, said a big fuck you to the leadership of the Covenants of the Covenant, and started the Banished surmising it super, The, the, the Banished are super cool, they're super interesting, they've got a great backstory, and you can read all about it. But the key, a couple key things going into Shadow of Reach, Shadows of Reach that has made this exciting for Halo fans. It was revealed before this book was released, before the Halo Infinite, second Halo Infinite trailer was released, that the Banished are the main bad guys of Halo Infinite. And in the Halo Infinite trailer, the way it's, Presented at the beginning, Chief is there with the pilot, but the ring is blown to shit, and everyone's apparently dead. Like the all of the all of the life signals on the Pelican are saying, you know, KIA, MIA, whatever.
1: Like, thousands of ships are destroyed, basically. Yeah. Just not even the leader, like, the second head.
0: Yeah, when you get... And then there's in that... Yeah, what what Potatoes is uh, referring to is, like, in that demo at the very end, you get monologued, to by the leader of the Banished on that ring. His name is... uh, Fuck, I'm forgetting it. Oh, my gosh. Eshram. Eshram. Yeah. And he... um, He's basically telling Chief how he f- killed everybody and he's going to kill you too and whatever, you know, uh, more bad news. He's not Atriox. He's not the head guy. You can think of him as like the second guy. Anyway, going into Shadows of Reach, what we knew, this is a book that happens like uh, I want to say a year after Halo 5 happens and in Halo 5, one of them, main things that happens. Obviously, there's a bunch of spoilers in this podcast. If you want to know this stuff, you shouldn't listen any further. But in Halo 5, Cortana, your long-standing best friend and, you know, face of the franchise, (laughs) has now gone like Crazy Space Dictator. And wants to, you know, long story short, she got access to, like, the Forerunner version of the Internet, which makes her super smart and super able to manipulate Forerunner technology. And uh, space dictator uh, Cortana wants to trap Chief. That's how Halo 5 sort of ends. uh, So that she can, with him out of the way, you know, enslave everybody under their rule. So the, the, the way that this is one of the first things I think is actually pretty cool about this book, the way Halo five ends, the main humanity ship, the infinity, um, with chief on board, like a slew of Spartans on board. I don't know. Like I want to say it's like a mile long ship, like, or two or three, I don't know. One to five miles somewhere in there. Super big ass mega ship with a bunch of Spartans. Kind of like you can think of like humanity's last bastion of hope. Um, is is like sneaking around the galaxy so that Cortana can't detect them. They're basically like continuously doing these like random slip space jumps, if I remember correctly, so that it's hard to track them. Again, the, the book's got all the full details, but I don't know. What do you think about the element of? Uh, I think this book had a cool, uh, not horror, but like if you if it, it fleshed out that feeling of having this omni-powerful
1: you know yeah like the your the UNSC could be destroyed at any time you have no idea if it's going to happen or not
0: yeah like the Spartans don't even communicate over their normal channels in this book because they're afraid that it can be detected from the Cortana's relays and whatever the fuck um i don't know what do you think did, did that make you think um, uh, uh, last thing i'll say to preface this for everybody a lot of people disliked the way Halo 5 went, narratively, because one, it brought... Cortana actually dies in Halo 4, so this kind of like brought her back and made her the bad guy and made her kind of, what I don't know, for a lot of people it kind of seemed cheesy, maybe to a certain extent, like, oh, AI taking over everything, but there's some... Anyway, reg- regardless of how you feel about it, people... <coughs> um, People kind of weren't super happy, I would say, overall with the way that kind of went down with Cortana
1: and Halo 5. Did this redeem it at all for you? Uh, Yes, I did. I think it did a lot because um, it didn't really focus too much on Cortana herself. Uh, It just like showed her as a second bad, which was like pretty cool because like you're fighting the banished. And they're already, like, badass enough. But then both your teams, so the Banish and the UNSC, are both scared that Cortana's going to come. And they don't want her to come. And it just, like, wasn't really, like, the emotional. Like, it they had some emotional stuff with Chief, like, missing Cortana and whatever. But um, if that wasn't, like, the main point of it. I feel like that's one of the reasons I didn't like Halo 5 too much. Because uh, it was just all about Chief, like was in love with Cortana and he was sad that she's evil now. Like, so I think it redeemed that in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, th- I definitely think it was cool for, uh, you know, Halo's got a ton of like the military, mel- militaristic, um, uh, elements to it. Obviously it's f- full of that kind of stuff. And the, the parts where it was talking about sort of how they would jump around the orbit of the planet only be within the orbit for a certain amount of time in certain spots to avoid detection. I mean, it was pretty tactical the way they explained it. I think Troy Denning the author did a really good job and he I think he in my opinion, he generally does do a really good job around those elements that military tactic kind of stuff. So and actually there's a lot of that later in this book as well. What did you think of yeah, give me your thoughts on how the, on how the book starts, right? Like how the book starts, the first things that happen in the book. Say what you, uh, you
1: Yeah, you, so it's the beginning. It's been a long time since I read it, but it's basically saying like them landing on Reach, right? Um mm-hmm. they Oh yeah, shit, remember. dude, hold on.
0: Let me say that to everybody. Sorry, I forgot about this. One huge thing about this book for those who are not Halo fans. This takes place On Reach, the reason why Reach is a thing, you might have heard of Halo Reach as being a game. Reach was basically the military um, planet for humanity. That was the main military spot for humanity. And basically, there's a surprise attack on it that kills everybody. Basically everybody. Few people survive. Wipes out the entire fucking planet. The Covenant show up, actually led by uh, the Arbiter, the, the elite that eventually turns good and whatever in Halo 2. But... And they kill everybody. They kill the Spartans. They kill whatever with a huge army. And you, there is a game of you playing as the Spartans during that. And you're, you're part of the... Uh, fuck, dude, I can't believe I'm forgetting their name right now. The Noble Team. You're part of Noble Team. You're Noble Six. You defend the planet. You all die trying. Blah, blah, blah. And Halo 1 takes place right after that, with Chief being one of the few that escaped and whatever the fuck. So this is the first time... I'm thinking about it like there are other books that take place on reach but this is the first time in a long time that any kind of narrative anything in halo returns to reach so that was extremely uh exciting so so we're back to reach everyone loves reach that's a cool thing and they're after some of the stuff the premise of the book anyway you go from there you go from there Matej.
1: okay so yeah i was saying there on landing on reach to recover um, something from Doctor Halsey, and it pretty it starts off pretty badass in my opinion. There, I forgot his name. Uh, the main the main pilot, old guy. Oh, I know who I you're f- talking about. Yeah, yeah,
0: main um, old he, pilot.
1: Yeah, <laughs> uh, he basically is like did this crazy ass maneuver to land, uh, and like uh to like r- maneuver around the enemy, uh, ships that are attacking and he like lands in the craziest way and you're like, Oh my gosh, this book's going to be action packed, blah, blah, blah. You think it is going to be really cool. It, it starts off that way. And, um, so like, that's what really got me hooked on the book in the first place. But then the n- next few chapters I thought were kind of bland. I didn't really pick up to the later chapters. And, um, but I thought that how they opened the book was really cool. They introduced some new characters. um, one of the pilots was like really, he was like a rookie kind of, but he was still one of like the best pilots in the league. He just didn't know too much, like he didn't have enough experience. Sure, and, I gotta look up his name. Yeah, yeah, and so, um... but anyways, it was like cool because you see Chief has like this huge badass guy, no one to stand up to him, and then this one rookie pilot just comes up to Chief and like talks back to him, and Chief, <laughs> it's just pretty cool. So. That's one of my thoughts on the opening. I thought the opening was really cool, but like made book as is kind of bland in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I, um, I'll say that if this, uh, man, I keep forgetting. And there's all these elements that make this book interesting. Another part of this book that's, that's great is the fact that it's a blue team story. So for those who don't know, blue team is like, in my opinion, um, they're not the Avengers of Halo, but they're like the main part of it. If They're like, in my opinion, the equivalent of like Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, and the Hulk, right? You have Master Chief, and then Fred. If, the, if you're hearing this for the first time, uh, Fred is the other super elite. He, these guys are, all four of these people I'm about to mention are Spartan 2s. They're like the most legendary kind of Spartan soldiers. Um... My- they're basically
1: like the expendables, but with like superhuman augmentations. Yeah, I
0: would yeah. I actually think they're relatively similar to Captain America, except I think their augmentations are a little more extreme. They're a lot more
1: And they their suit of armor too.
0: Yeah, and they Yeah, awesome. and their suit of armor is like more advanced, but um you can kind of think of them as like Captain America's with more advanced like Captain America's with kind of with A his sword shield of, all
1: uh, over his body, basically.
0: Yeah, sort yeah. Um, so I was going to say sort of Iron Man suit. It doesn't have all the things Iron Man's got, but like it's an, a super advanced thing. It's actually it's one of the most expensive things, if I remember correctly, made by the UNSC or something. Like, it's more, like than a, more than more than a like
1: spaceship. A, yeah, and it's like a thousand pounds, uh, which the Spartans have to carry, which makes them like extra cool. Yeah, I want to say
0: and, Chief is like a thousand pounds when he's in the armor i, I want to say it's one or two thousand i can't remember anyway i yeah whatever it doesn't matter <laughs> they um the four spartans master chief fred kelly and linda are the four members who comprise the uh, blue team chief is chief uh fred is a close quarters combatant who fucks people up with knives and shit explosives. i mean explosives and explosives Kelly is fast as fuck. I think she is actually the fastest Spartan. She's known to run around... You can actually use her... The shotgun that she uses, uh, the Oath Sworn, and, like, you get a speed boost and shit in Halo 5. It's kind of cool. And Linda is the uh, most amazing legendary sniper of the whole UNSC, I think. Like, she does shit like... Upside down shooting, you know, a, a banshee pilot for a mile away through the crack through the wind, the door, you know, or whatever the fuck. Like, you know, these guys have all these crazy uh, augmentations, all this stuff. And they were, all, these four in particular were the ones that were kidnapped when they were six, inscripted uh, into the Spartan program, trained as six year olds. That was intentional because their minds were more easy to. Adapt to you know training and everything, uh, whatever, blah blah blah. So they're they're like lethal, hyper lethal killing machines, and the four of them are in this special like reconnaissance. Anyway, so know that it's these four. What I was going to say is you're right. I I I agree with you that the way the book is started with that entry, they do this crazy thing where they have like a plasma drill because the plasma drill needs to drill into the uh, molten rock from when the Covenant glassed it. And when they're being chased by the ban- the banished pilots, they use it as a gun. I think,
1: uh, from how I understood it. No, they they pretend it's a gun and they get scared because they think it's like an anti-air weapon or something. Right, right, like yeah, 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 yeah. They, they
0: yeah, exactly. Um, it's interesting. They are surprised it's the banished. They like. I think well, one, they don't know if
1: it's the banished or the keepers. At this yeah, point. I was going to
0: say one element of this book is that the keepers of the one freedom—a kind of classic covenant faction—that's been in books prior to this—and um, has a couple of main characters. Like, what do you think of? Is this your first time reading a book with Caster in it? Yeah.
1: Do you like Caster? I thought he was pretty cool. Yeah,
0: me too. Ah, uh, yeah. Caster's is kind of like a—he's a brute. And- yeah, What's his ahead. name? Uh, the Elite captain. I'm bringing up uh, Caster on screen. This is Caster. Yeah, the, the elite. Cap- the elite captain, um, Gargushai, or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna, I said it wrong, but let me, let me. I'll find him. Off screen, I'll bring him on. You liked him too. Yeah, he,
1: he was cool because like Caster was kind of like he impulsive, and then he was the one that like was helping him become like more respected in the. Uh, what's it called? Yeah. In the uh, banished army, like being more like of a head because his dad was apparently this like super famous badass brute captain that everyone respected. And they expected the same of his son. And then uh Ga- Garugai is his name. Um the lead yep, captain yep, right. was helping him gain like reach that level.
0: Yep. You are right. I'm trying to see if I could bring up a video for everybody. But yeah, the guys, ex-Silent Shadow. Uh, probably, I don't know, at least in my opinion. Maybe outside the big, huge elite that you like. But is the uh, they're like the most
1: lethal, yeah. assassin
0: kind they're of like,
1: elites out there. Yeah, they're so badass, they don't even wear armor and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, he wasn't wearing... Uh, well, yeah, Silent Shadow usually wear these kind of armor. I'm putting it on screen right now. It's like this like kind of unique red um red or blue uh headgear whatever visors these guys are yeah as you can see in this one man damn it I'm trying to bring up a picture for everybody this is actually from a short story from Halo Legends it's actually in I think it's a, it's, a, it's an anime I think it's an anime this particular short story but the silent shadow um, are often sent to, like, kill Spartans. And in that particular story, they do kill Spartans. They kill two Spartans. And they often kill Spartans. They are very, very deadly. This guy, guy in the book, is sort of like an... I, I think of him as, like, a retired
1: yeah, silent shadow.
0: True. And he's sort of serving as a consul to uh, Castor. These, so Castor's keeper, you can think he's, like, old-school Covenant. He still believes that the forerunners were gods and that activating their artifacts takes them on the great journey you know to yeah
1: caster was a keeper right yes
0: right but the unique part of this story is that the keepers of the of one freedom joined the banished at least in this book and and, and in my opinion i think they're actually done with the banished because what their motivations well, were yeah. yes exactly at the end of the book They, uh, it becomes apparent that their real motivations here were, okay, actually, their motivations and the motivation of all the banished in this book is to find the portal to that place, the Ark, that we talked about before, so that the, if you will, banished reinforcements Can show up to the ark and help Atriox. Atriox, But the keepers. Yeah,
1: go ahead. Oh yeah, no. no, But the keepers wanted it so they can get to the ark because that's like holy. Exactly. In their religion.
0: Basically, the keepers are just manipulating the situation with the banished to their own advantage so that they can get to the ark because it's basically a really holy place for them, right? It's the place where um, the all the halos were are made from. I'm, I'm putting a picture up right here. This is the Ark. This is big ass place, you know, in in the Halo universe. Huge, huge, huge. This this center thing in the middle of this picture, sorry, I should do this. This center thing in the middle of the picture, for those who are are seeing this, and if you're listening to this on audio, you should see it on video. Wall is often best experienced in video. Let me actually turn me off here, fuck. Er, webcam, there we go. This thing is the Ark. This thing in the middle right here is a Halo ring, right? So if you've played the Halo games, to give you a sense of scale, this right here, you're you you take you're just a little peon on top of a Halo ring, and look how small the Halo ring is in comparison to the Ark. It's huge. This is where Halo Wars 2 happens, and uh, this is... The thing, this is the place the Keepers of the One Freedom find to be like a holy place that they really want to go to. So they, so yeah, here are the two, the two sides of the, of the, of the story here. The Atriox, I'm going to put a picture of Atriox now. I'm putting all the pictures, bro. Atriox, this guy, this guy is on the Ark. He is, he's actually really hes trapped on the Ark because he, he, there's no way of getting off the Ark without a portal to somewhere. You're just way out in the middle of nowhere. He's sort of stranded on the Ark with a group of his army, and he's fighting those Spirit of Fire guys we talked about in Halo Wars 2. Halo Wars 2 ends with the Spirit of Fire dealing some devastating blows to the atriox's force forces so i'm not this book doesn't really touch on what atriox's motivations for coming back are but that's the goal the banished are trying to find the portal on reach to bring atriox to if you will this side of the galaxy the same side of the galaxy that halo infinite takes place on the same side of the galaxy that chief is on right so they want to like bring atriox over there and the keepers of the one freedom (laughs) Are helping them do that, but just so that they can sneak to the Ark so they can go that way. So, my theory is actually there's probably going to be a Halo Wars 3, I think. And the Keepers of the One Freedom are going to be part of it. Uh, and I think they're done with the Banished, personally.
1: What do you well, because all the Banished members left, right? Well, or yeah. No some, no, some stayed because they were talking when the Keepers went to the Ark. Uh, Atriox was ta- telling Castor that he is going to go to the what's it called and then they're gonna die because they still have people guarding the ark yeah and so like if you walk there you're automatically dead and the keeper's gonna care because they'd rather die in this holy place than anywhere else basically yep so yeah let's actually let's get closer because i agree with you i
0: feel I said those things about Blue Team earlier to say this book does have, in my opinion, like it takes a while to get rolling. But if you find the dynamics of interplay between Blue Team interesting, then it's cool. There are some like, you know, there's that part closer after they make that initial break in, before Blue Team like descends down underneath the ground with the militia people, there is that like fight sequence where basically Blue Team is like stranded they're exposed on alongside these cliffs, and they take on, like, I don't remember how many banshees, and they get fucked up. Like, Chief gets, I don't know what the fuck, like, a whole chunk of his leg blown off or some shit, and uh, Fred takes some, like, crazy head damage, like, they get yeah, fucked his up. Helmet,
1: but- his helmet was, like, bent, like, bent in, had, like, all this stuff.
0: Yeah, Chief, uh, Chief and Blue Team, like, take a beating. They take a
1: beating. Uh, and there. don't they get separated from their... Uh, no, that's later in
0: the no, book. No, no, you're right. They do get... They Yeah, they kind of... This, yeah, so it's Blue Team plus these three Oni pilots, right? That you were talking about. And, oh, damn it, dude. I want to remember the name of that young guy. Because you're right. I, uh, I think make,
1: he's... Make something? I
0: thought it was, like, Chakanov or something.
1: Oh, chap, Chap... Chapnov or
0: something like that. Yeah, I I I to Chapov. Off. Chapov. Off. Chapov. Chap, yeah. Yes. I think that's his name. He's a young pilot who's basically ridiculously talented and he is. He's kinda cocky, like you were saying. Like he's not afraid to sort of talk one on one. He has a lot of respect for Chief, but he'll like, you know, ask him questions that I think normal people wouldn't. I don't know. I, I want to say it's almost like he's inexperienced, not necessarily like rude. Anyway, Chapov is one of these pilots. These three pilots, along with Blue Team, meet up with this militia that's been on Reach this whole time, trying to take the planet back. Right after after Reach got blown away, there was this, amish, uh, this militia that stayed back. That's just trying to get the planet back. The planet's like in ruin. They they you know the Covenant glass it. What that means is like the Covenant shoot this. Big-ass beam. Let me actually find a picture. Um, When the Covenant find uh, uh, a planet that they want to get rid of, they just shoot it with burning hot plasma until it looks like this, right, on the surface. It's just, they call it glassing because it basically is. Everything just turns to glass from them just burning the (laughs) fuck out of everything. makes it uninhabitable. It's crazy. It takes forever to fix it. So... This is like how Reach ended up, and there's a small contingent of humans who have always remained trying to get it back, fighting against remnants of Covenant that were there, Uh, but it's been largely uninhabited. So basically, Blue Team runs into them, and these guys are kind of inexperienced, is the way I would say it. Like, they're not super... I don't know if so it experience only
1: like two people who are actually ever in the army. In yeah, the exactly.
0: There's a, there, there's a lack of like significant military experience, um, so blue team basically helps them. It's kind of weird. the The militia people have a nuke. And the problem is the militia people are like, we want to use the nuke to fuck get these guys off the fucking planet, especially if you guys are here, we can do it. You know, that's their mentality. And Blue Team's like, no, you can't use the nuke because if you use the nuke, Cortana, Space Dictator, Cortana is going to show up and she's going to get all of us. So there's this, like, tension between Blue Team and the militia. They navigate that tension to a point where basically Blue Team helps them take on... Uh, what is it, like a Fortress of Banished, basically? and And basically what happens is, like, Blue Team is forced to ask Infinity, the big human spaceship with all these other reinforcements, for help. Like, this was supposed to be a secret uh, reconnaissance mission where they... uh, just quietly insert, you know, just blue team with a few pilots. It was just supposed to be them. They go to Castle Base. They dig underground. They get to the lab where Dr. Halsey, the mad scientist of Halo, if you will, has all her shit. And they were supposed to just get the one thing and get out of there. Like, that's and all that, it was supposed to yeah, be.
1: Yeah, but the thing, the reason why they're getting that one thing is because they need that one thing to stop Cortana. Cortana
0: yeah, and you don't actually know... At the end of the book, maybe we can finish with that. Like, what your theory is of what that is, but all that Halsey, Halsey is the same one for the people who are listening. Halsey is the same person who she um, she was in charge of the Spartan program. She's the one who ordered the kidnapping of kids to turn them into um, super soldiers. Uh, but at the same time, kind of, if it wasn't for her. She's also the one uh, Cortana is made from I think a clone of her brain or something like that. Anyway, she like Cortana's made from Halsey. So that's and actually the Cortana's image
1: Halo is of a young Halsey. Like So does that mean Chief likes young Halsey? <laughs>
0: Uh, Chief and all of the Spartans really frequently refer to Halsey as like their mom. So, I, like as fucked up as it might be, they have that kind of uh, I think respect yeah
1: they for her. don't like they don't hate her for doing what they did because they know she needed to do what she did or they would be dead anyway. So it doesn't they yeah. don't care.
0: The the whole like we should talk about that one day on Craig Wall. Just like the philosophy, the mindset that the Spartan twos have, even after all the shitty things that have happened to him, I think pretty cool. Anyway. Anyway, Halsey tells them go get this shit from the lab. It's gonna help stop Cortana. You don't know exactly what it is, except that there's some amount of, um, fit, not fit, what's the word, a uh, biological element to it. It's not like a chip. There's some kind of biological shit going on that you need to go get. I I have some <coughs> theories about what it is, um, but anyway. The, the, talk the about reason, that later. Yeah, the reason why I said all this was just – that's all this was supposed to be. But what happens is Blue Team shows up. There's that initial issue with the Banished showing up and like, oh, fuck, the Banished are here and they're like on to us. And then in addition to that, you run into these militia people and all, they almost die and then they run into these militia people. And the militia people have this situation going on where they're like, we're going to use a nuke if you don't help us kind of thing. And then so but Blue also, Team's like, fuck – yeah go ahead
1: but also blue team like secretly wants to help them because reach was their home and they want to help retake their old home back
0: there are some really cool callbacks here for especially longtime halo fans where they like find uh back in the day and these are in some of the original halo books you hear this like back when they were kids and they were still training on reach you know that's where the spartans were all trained and everything there was like uh this place where they did their drills and exercises, if you will. And at the top, there was this bell that they would ring. Like when, when they did it, when they did the exercises to win or whatever, like you'd get up to you, you ring the bell. And there's a part where they actually find the bell in like the, in the wreckage or some shit, if I remember correctly. So that was cool. That was some pretty, and actually, actually, actually super cool. Um, In the, uh, there's a super cool thing about that bell. I'll touch on it here. Let's, let's progress the story a little bit further. Blue team doesn't want to use the nuke because of Cortana, but the thing, the, the banished fortress that the militia want to take is basically blue team knows they're going to lose or they're going to lose a lot of people trying to get it. So they're trying to like dissuade them from doing it. The militia is like, fuck you guys. If you don't help us, we're just nuking them. So, long story short, the Infinity actually does send help. So, it's like the Spartan Fords drop down, and all of a sudden, this goes from a small thing to this big-ass fight, right? Like, uh, all the Spartan Fours are dropping, um, including, like, the lead, uh, you know, Palmer and everything is dropping down. Um, they're sending broadswords, like, aerial reinforcements. All of a sudden, this thing turned into, like, a huge fight, um, and then the Banished are, like, at the same time while Chief and stuff are trying to get to the castle castle base and find this stuff, the Banished are trying to find the portal, and it just so happens that these two things actually are pretty close to each other. They're underneath this mountain and whatever the fuck. So, so basically, this, this conflict escalates ridiculous, like, crazy. Um, while this fight's going on, Blue Team is trying to go around the side and get the stuff— and at the same time, Caster and the Banished people are trying to get the portal right now. As there's a part here where Chief and Blue Team are getting flown out by the pilots, and basically they are pursued by a lot of uh, like banished aerial defense, like banshees and all this kind of stuff, flying aerial defenses chasing Chief and the Pelican. And uh, they, I think they have to do an emergency. It's a crash landing at the end. Um, and as part of this, these series of events, Chapov, the really cool, young, talented, uh, pilot dies, right? Like he, he's the one that's flying it. He pulls off the crazy shit that chief even says he, he's not confident some Spartans would have been able to do. Uh, and they are the one. And he, so Chapov like saves them basically, but dies taking fire in the process in the cockpit. Um, this is the really cool... I thought this part was pretty cool. So, Chapov is dying. He's not completely dead, but he's dying. He's clearly gonna die. I think he has a piece of something through him in the cockpit. And, um... I wanna say Fred gives him, like, a fuel rod cannon or some shit? Or a spanker. I think he gives him a rocket launcher. And he lets Chapov take down a banshee, if I remember correctly, that's coming down. So, like, Chapov, like, as one of the final things he gets to do, he blows up that Banshee with the rocket launcher. And when they're leaving, um, Chief shoots the bell that they found out of, like, in honor of him. I don't know if you remember that part. I thought that was super cool. Because you don't – that bell is – you know, to ring that bell, right, especially to have Chief shoot that bell, that's, like, legend kind of stuff, you know. So, I don't know. What did you What did you think about what'd you think about that part? Because that part, there's that whole fight going on, right? The broadswords start falling down. There's the blue team, like, sneaks through the bases and, like, assassinates, like, fucking three, like, half of the army. What did you think about that?
1: The whole time I was reading that, I was like, damn, they should make this shit a fucking movie. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they it's should. Like, it was like, I was just, like, imagining it in my head, and, like, all the fucking Four is coming down kicking some ass and helping them out sarah palmer i i don't really there was some beef between sarah palmer and chief or something like that and oh yeah and like halsey so like she didn't trust them at all but she knew that he was like way better than him or whatever which i thought was cool because she like had to suck it up and like yield to chief i i guess you would say yeah and then uh Yes, oh fuck um and um yeah I thought that whole part was cool. Then like the Chapoff's death was pretty because he got a he they all knew they could have made that shot or whatever and he was just like his last wish and they're like, fuck it, if he misses, he misses. And then they're just like let it happen because he just like saved all their lives.
0: No, that's true. That's actually true. They the banshee or whatever it is that he takes down, uh it, it's true. Like they, I, I think they even say like the smarter thing to do would have been for Fred to take it out. But they were like, fuck it. Like, yeah, he gets this. So that was, yeah, that was cool.
1: It I was agree like with you, dude. That should be a
0: movie. <laughs>
1: yeah. It was like a super intense, like slash emotional part. And then even like this freaking like dune buggy racer girl who's driving chief around in a warthog. Oh, she yeah. Died and- I
0: forgot about her. Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh shit. No, yeah, there's a part where Blue Team, she's part of the militia, right? Yeah. 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 So they, they basically, there's this soldier girl, part of the militia, who was used to be like a superstar, like dune buggy driver or something, like racer. And she drives the warthog during this one, se- like a series of sequences, just pulling off, like Chief says, like crazy shit, like super badass warthog driving. And then there's a part... I think it's a needler, right? Like, she basically... They're, they're like, in the warthog, and they pull up, like, right up to... I think it's a phantom. uh, One of the uh, Covenant ships that's, like, low and trying to leave soldiers. Chief, Kelly, and this crazy superstar girl, like, they pull up right next to it. And um, actually, actually, that part is fucking crazy, actually. Now that I think about it. Chief they actually drive into it don't they
1: uh something like that they i just go, know they're trying to steal it
0: and yeah then, yeah that's yeah, yeah do, okay yeah go ahead go say it say it
1: yeah yeah they're trying to steal it and then um what's her um i think the militia blows it up
0: I no i think not, it's infinity i what happens is chief and all of them are in a warthog and they fucking drive into this ship that's low Like a fan, it's like – yeah, if you've played the games, it's a phantom where all of the guys usually drop out of that you fight. They drive the warthog in there, and they they are like – they literally kill everybody, and they're about to take it over to fly it. And then they hear over the intercom that – or, you know, over their helmets or whatever – that they are – there are missiles incoming to blow it up. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, fuck, you know, so they all get, they get back in the warthog, they get out just in time. And then I want to say they go after another one and that's where she dies. Like they're, they're like going up to it. And then when they come out, she gets shot with needles, you know, needlers ammo through it or something. And, uh, I agree with you. It was also like, fuck no, man, she died. Shit. Would have been cool. Like if she was like an infinite, you know, and you could like find her and there was some like epic warthog part
1: or something. Yeah, that would be sick. Anyway,
0: so I say now at the this is really the end of the book at this point. There's all this epic fighting. There's so much cool stuff that happens, cool interactions. But you get to this end where basically blue team so the banished at the at the bottom are digging out the portal. If you will like right on top of the portal is the entrance where blue team needs to go in and it's all down this like what what how would you describe that? Like like a shaft kinda. yeah exactly shaft i was gonna say big asshole shaft <laughs> there's a big shaft that they have to drop down chief drops down fred drops down kelly and all this stuff and they take shots you know the banished are at the bottom they see them coming they're not all at the bottom there's just like only some of them at the entrance of the banished thing and like blue team is like trying to take them out chief fucking th- you know jumps down a forerunner portal there's all kinds of badassery that happens, people getting hit with projectiles, all kinds of crazy shit. But the the end is Blue Team gets to where they're trying to go and the Banish get to where they're trying to go. So basically at the same time, Blue Team find their thing and the Banish find the portal. Uh, first of all, let's talk about what Blue Team finds. So Blue Team takes out... There's this. There's this whole kind of epic part would also be good in a movie of chief holding this he's basically squatting like a fucking floor's worth of weight (laughs) while kelly sneaks through and grabs stuff at the same time he's got like a chunk of thigh missing or something like that like to give you perspective on like How badass these... Yeah, they, like, fixed it
1: up, and then he ripped it open again in the fight. Yeah, he,
0: like, ripped his thigh open, and he's fucking squatting this thing, and, like, he's going dizzy from how much it hurts (laughs) or some shit. Anyway, yeah, and the suit's, like, trying to pump in, like, pain meds and shit at the same time. Anyway, uh, Kelly, they find an AI there, but not a full AI. It's, like, a... Is it, like, Cortana's
1: older sister? Something like that.
0: Well, what he, what uh, they, s- they explained in the book was, um, it's basically a shallow copy of that. Yes, like I guess Cortana and and there's actually this is a whole other podcast topic, but there are the hall there's the Har- Halsey journals, which is this piece of lore released. I want to say after Halo Three, the, or, or between before Halo Three, back in the day, Bungie released that talks about Halsey doing these tests where she was trying to basically recreate more Cortanas than just one. She was just trying to create Cortana. And then the process of doing so made like these other versions of Cortana. Uh And there wasn't it.
1: A, yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm like really confused. Cause like I was confused at that part because wasn't it not actually a real AI? Cause exactly. Cause like that AI was supposed to die. I, exactly. I,
0: so it's like, it's a shallow copied version of the original sister of Cortana, if you will. Um, she's, I think they call it a co-routine. She just like basically can do some, and that's how they get in, right? Like she only is programmed to do a few simple things. She can't like really interact like an AI. Um, like, she just basically asks them for a password. That's basically all she does. And once no, they wasn't give... No, was
1: she like, you're not Dr. Halsey? And well, like-
0: exactly. And then when they tell her the right thing so that they... When they give her the biometrics <laughs> login stuff, if you will, that Halsey gave them. You know how Halsey gives them... Halsey gives them some stuff to log into this secret spot, right? You know what I'm talking about? The biometric stuff? They use, yeah. they use that with the AI, and then the AI is like, oh, you are Halsey. So just, just to demonstrate, the AI is dumb. It's just like some simple program, if you will, more than an AI. It just has an embodiment to it. So uh, anyway, they get through there, and Kelly gets the things Halsey told them to get. Here's where I'll ask you. What do you think it is that they got? It's biological in nature. It's not a chip. It's not a computer part. It's bio, It has a biological element to it. What do you think it is?
1: I honestly had no idea when I finished that book. I, I was like, maybe it's like to make Cortana more human than AI, so they would be able to stop it somehow because it's more human. I have no idea. I was just
0: okay. Here's I have two theories. You ready for them? Yeah. Okay. So in the Halo Infinite trailer, the second one where chief is found in space and he puts the chip in he said have you heard have you watched the videos of the halo guys breaking down uh, the spider program stuff Do you no. know what that means okay so spider programs in the halo space spdr technically i'm calling them spider i don't know if anybody else calls them spider but spdr programs are basically meant to like eliminate or fix ais okay so In the sequence, like, if you watch the part where Chief inserts the chip and a bunch of shit flashes across the screen, if you play all of that really slow, you can actually make out what's on the screen, right? And one of the things that's that's said there is something about a spider SPDR matrix uh, being online. Which implies to me... So it says that there's no AI in that chip. Do you remember when Chief puts it in his head and it says no AI detected? My theory is that chip that Chief carries with him to Halo Infinite is loaded with an SPDR program that if he can get Cortana back into, fixes her. That's my theory. And I think what is probably going to happen is Halsey told them to go... I think those things that they found at the bottom of the base are actually old remnants of her cloned brain that she made cortana from okay and what i think she's going to do is she's going to make another cortana and with that other cortana she's going to learn how to reverse engineer her does that make sense like oh yeah yeah, yeah. so if you have this new cortana you can figure out how to make a program that f- takes the broken one and fixes it more or less, right? That's my theory. Or they're straight up making another Cortana, like a a new version of Cortana that's not the actual Cortana that Chief will, you know, be able to use. That's what I think. Um, So that's what I think they found there. We'll see. They don't say what it was. That's my theory. Uh, Now, the last thing, which I would say is maybe arguably the biggest deal of the book, is that the banished do find the portal they do open it up and atriox does come through with a bunch of baddies not a bunch like the whole armies but like some of the key generals now one thing that's interesting first of all did you think that was going to happen uh i was hoping it was going to happen
1: you want is and
0: and why were you hoping
1: uh cuz we're going to see atriox and halo infinite exactly. and chief and atriox fight
0: Okay, that's what I thought. You hoped it was going to happen because you want Atriox to be in Halo Infinite,
1: right? Yes. Yes. 100%. One of the best villains.
0: Yeah, I I would maybe even say he's the best. Like, Didact is cool, but he's – I think Didact is cooler if you know the story. If you don't know the story, I think Atriox is kind of cooler, you know? Yeah,
1: because Hax is just like I'm evil, just because I want to be. I want to be the well. He's not in even like
0: yeah. He's not like even super evil. His premise is pretty. I think this is actually an interesting thing about the current Halo story arc. Cortana is seems evil, but really, like the premise of her theories isn't as evil as it seems. Right? Like she wants the whole galaxy to obey her so that there can be peace. It's like the flood. Like, it's a fucked up way of doing it, but she thinks she's bringing peace. uh, Atriox is basically rebelling against bullshit authority, like, that are, in this case, it was the Covenant sending, like, his literal brothers and cousins to die fighting for something that he and many others didn't even believe in. Like, they didn't even think it was real, and it turned out to not even be real, the Great Journey, right? So, they're like everyone's motivations can kind of be justified almost. Um, that's why I, 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 I find HRx to be interesting. But yes, anyway, back to the point. Atriox is back. You're excited. What did you think of that last part?
1: Uh, I thought that was sick going back to Guy when all the keepers were going to the Ark and he was about to like kill like eight brutes and everyone knew he was possible of doing it before that anyone could do anything about it. I thought that was so sick, <laughs> like yeah, okay, um, okay, that guy's cool. Yeah, so. and that's just like I don't know because like usually like uh, after playing Halo Two and Halo Three is like showing that the brutes like overpowered the elites, but then you have this elite who's like more badass than the baddest brutes there is. Um, but other other than that, I was confused because Aatrox came back from the arc and I, he, I, I try to think of, like, theories that could be going on. <clears throat> I had no idea why Atriox wasn't on the Zeta, Halo, and Eshron was. That's what I was thinking the whole time. Um,
0: I am also, I, for the people who are watching, what Potatoes is re- referencing is that in the Halo Infinite trailer, there is no notion of atriox even being there and in fact i would even say there's before that trailer came out there was that audio trailer right where he's talking about everything and he esherum is the one talking and he says they are the will of atriox right which implies like atriox isn't there uh so i am also kind of curious to see where the fuck atriox is if he's on this side of the galaxy now i think there's like Two years, at least, between this book, I want to say, or a year and a half between this book and when Halo Infinite starts. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Atriox is, like, doing his own thing. I'm not sure. But, anyway, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, because
1: before the book, you were thinking, we're the will of Atriox because they couldn't find him because he was stuck on the arc and they never got the Portal. But then you read the book, and he's back, and you're like, what the heck is going on with Atriox? Maybe there, he's doing some other shit on a different ring. Uh, something like that. Uh. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, ag- again, getting back to that original Halo ring talk that we had at the beginning of this, I don't think the ring at the end of Halo 5 is Zeta Halo because in Halo Wars 2, and, the, the Halo Wars 2 ends with Anders taking the replacement Halo, right, off the arc, and she got like, like she's like flying through slip space, on the Halo ring, and then the Halo ring gets stopped moving through Slipspace, and there's that big-ass Cortana Guardian there, right? So my yeah. theory is actually the end of Halo 5... The Halo at the end of Halo 5 is actually the Halo Wars 2 ring, which I don't know what it is. And maybe that's where Atrox is going. Maybe they need, like, two rings. Or maybe what happened... Whatever the fuck fight happened in that proceeds pre-se- pre-se- halo infinite you know because the ring is broken some fight has happened we don't know what it was um after that happened and the ring broke atriox left because he needs a working ring basically <laughs> and he yeah. can't, he can't use the broken ass one so he left i don't know i don't know we have to see i'll say again i'll i'll agree with you i'm I'm excited about the possibility of Atriox being an infinite. I'm going to be honest. I don't think he is, though. I just think we would have known by now.
1: I think he's going to come in the end. I mean, like, towards later. Like, later in the game's development. Like, because it's like a 10-year project or whatever. I think he'll show up. I I hope he does. Because that's why I was super hyped at the end of the book. And then I realized what's going on with Atriox. And I, it's just, like, so confusing right now. You never know what 343 three is going to do. Yeah,
0: I think there's – I think the fact that Atriox is on this side of the galaxy makes it really cool. I think that's really yeah. interesting. I, I was thinking, like, you know, what if, you know, there's a side game where you're Osiris – and you're going to this other Halo ring to stop Atriox, and, like, you all get killed, you know? Or yeah, ooh, well, you- you're the Arbiter, and you kill him. What if the Arbiter kills Atriox? That would be cool. Oh, that would be sick. That, that, might, be that, that might be even Chief. cooler. I don't know.
1: No, I think it would be cooler to see Chief because you're, like... Well, maybe because Chiefs beat Arbiter before, but, like, because, like, Chief could be Atriox, but Red Team couldn't, and that shows... How much more of a badass Spartan chief is than everyone else.
0: That yeah, that could be cool. Um, I think the coolest ways for Atriox to die if he did would be probably the coolest way to me would be a chief and arbiter takedown. Like both oh, of team them, up.
1: Yeah. That would be sick. But is Arbiter's just like a old leader of the New Covenant now, right? I mean, he's old, he, he, I mean,
0: he was ki- whooping some ass in Halo 5. I don't know. I, I'll, I'll never, yeah. I'll always believe in Arbiter on that one. I, I'm not sure how old he is per lore standards or anything right now. He, I, I don't know.
1: My theory is, though, is that that one crazy-ass elite Zetan Vindrundri or whatever, Yeah. Uh, he just pulled the freezer, He's cut in half, floating around in outer space. Someone finds him, fixes him up. The Hem and Aatrox battle. That's, that's my You theory. know there are there
0: are th- there are threads in the Halo universe right now, active in the Halo storyline, uh, that could add so much to this. I don't. Uh, yeah, that's all I'll say. There, are... I don't want to spoil anything to you. In part, literally, but like I don't think. Have you read, um, the uh ryan forge book recently i'm trying to think which one it was the only
1: books i've read were the flood and shadows of reach
0: okay okay so you haven't read it so anyway we, i'll tell you which one to read and maybe we can talk about it later but there are things that could play into this from these other books too uh that's really cool so anyway long story short this book was cool <laughs> yeah um it kind of took a while to get to action parts in some spots but if you enjoy the the details were really well done in between. It,
1: yeah, it showed, like, the more human side of Chief, and he wasn't just, like, this, bat, like, emotionless robot the whole time. He showed, like, he cared for his team and his old planet and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and I think all of the militaristic details was, like, really cool, really well done, really interesting. Um, what and you- then...
1: yeah. Go, go, Okay. Go. I just want to say this if people listen to this don't really know, but Cortana is like, she was uh like the reason Chief is alive today. Like, she, we could talk about this in another podcast or something, but like, she's helped Chief so many times in the book. It says like he has the Mjolnir like smart armor or whatever that like helps him figure stuff out, but he's like saying the whole time, it's nothing like Cortana. And, like stuff like that like cuz like Cortana would have helped him way more in that situation and so that's the whole reason chief like is like missing Cortana and like they can not they don't even let him say his, her name in the book cuz like i don't they're know they're afraid
0: she'll detect it yeah yeah they're they'll, they're afraid basically that the like Cortana's listening things actually that's true in the book the Spartans don't use AIs they use these like dumb dumb AIs basically kind of, I think equivalent to our current ones, (laughs) you know, something that retrieves data and tells you stuff, but they're not smart AIs because the UNSC doesn't want to risk them turning on the Spartans, you know, and joining Cortana. So yeah, that was an interesting thing. Like for them to talk about that, like shit, if I had a real AI, they would have told me this fucking five seconds ago, you know, and how that mattered. You know, it's like it, Chief is like running. There's a banshee that's shooting something, and the program will tell him that projectile is going to hit you in three seconds unless you move. And he's like, Well, if I had the AI, I would have known it like five seconds more in advance or something. So,
1: yeah. Uh, anyway, I also have another question. Uh, or, like, I just want to see what you think about this because they oh, say and Halo, what's their name? The the ones guys who speak about shadows of reach yeah
0: i know what you're talking about carnage,
1: carnage report yeah carnage report they they say they're talking about something that kelly likes chief or something like that did you did you listen to them uh, yeah i listened to the
0: carnage report i'm i kind of remember what you're talking about i mean there's uh in the original books i want to say that if it I, I don't know i i wouldn't I don't know what other people how other people would classify this but chief and kelly having romantic interests is probably a a bit of a stretch like spartans are intentionally designed to like not get sexually aroused or some shit so but yeah
1: whatever um what he was saying though is like uh she she's the one always saying do not say cortana's name blah 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 and
0: she's,
1: she's jealous yeah and, uh, um, because, like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's always her that says it, though. And, um, what's it called? Freaking, uh, Chief has, like, came back to the planet, like, him alone to save Kelly just by himself, stuff like that. I don't know, like, just stuff like that. I don't know. That's what I like. It made sense in my head that could happen. I don't think it will because I'll just make blue team a less, a lot less cool. But <laughs> I just thought it was like a, a weird theory that might be true because it makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, I, they could go that route. I'm not sure if the Spartan 2s will ever get humanized to that extent. Um, they're just not. I, I like the Spartan forge you could. You know, you have Buck. And Veronica Dare. its Dare a Spartan now? Maybe? Anyway.
1: I think so, actually, yeah.
0: I think the Spartans 4s can have those kinds of stories. I just don't think the Spartan 2s are going to. The Spartan 2s like, kind of just see themselves as like the... They're kind of more stoic. Um, they expect to die in battle one day. And that... They kind of feel like... Their whole life was basically taken from them against their yeah. will. And um, and yet but they like, still have this element of, like, acceptance. And, like, if it wasn't for them, they know, like, humanity may be screwed. And so they accept the reality they were given. Like, anyway. I don't, I don't yeah. know. But I just don't think.
1: they. Te- I mean, yeah, it's kind of less likely that it would happen. Because, like, in Shadows of Reach, there's a point where Kel- uh, Linda is, like, really pissed off uh, at the Covenant are they banished because of what they did and then like just mid fight she's like i'm not mad anymore I'm just not what i'm supposed to be and she just like is not angry anymore
0: yeah i mean it's yeah there are some of those moments where like their humanity shines through i just i don't know i don't think romantic interest will will fly i mean they could i would just hope they explore the stoic elements of the spartan twos more than their humanity personally. I think that's like yeah. more interesting. Humans, we've got a ton of them, but you only have like a, a limited amount of characters like that in a universe, right? So Yeah, how many Spartan 2s are left? Like uh there's can't be that many. There's blue team, there's red team, gray team. I actually think was in a book recently and are surviving, that's three of them, I think. So I think you're under 20 for sure.
1: Yeah. There's not too much left.
0: No. So like telling stories that kind of explore I think Jerome in Halo Wars two and stuff, for example. Yeah. Was a cool element of that. Uh I don't know. Exploring that mentality. Uh is something Yeah, I I, I
1: honestly don't think it would be cool. Um I mean I'd rather it not happen.
0: Yeah, same. All right. Any last thoughts? Mm, not really. I'm good. Me too. Oh, at one one through ten, what's your score on this book? Um,
1: seven out of ten.
0: Seven out of ten. I gave it an yeah. eight out of ten. Um, I think sitting on it, and especially after talking about it, I still feel good about that.
1: Um, yeah. So, it's a great thing to like in the non-content drought that Three Four Three has been putting out until this last month. Yeah. I agree.
0: It, it was nice. This was supposed to come out like right before Halo Infinite, which makes me th- further think that the thing that they pull out of that base Halsey is related to Cortana. Like you were supposed to have heard that, and then how a however Halo Infinite starts surrounding that kind of stuff would like make sense. You'd be like, oh, okay, yeah,
1: yeah. And like, and just for everyone, you don't have to read the book to get the game. Um it's just a nice to know some of this stuff before you play the game. Yep, Just yep,
0: yep. 343 have said that's one of their biggest learnings. Like Halo 4, I didn't actually realize it until I watched an Actman review um, the other day about Halo 4, but I was like, wow, if you didn't read the books, Halo 4 was actually probably confusing as fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he. I didn't even realize. There, dude, there's that one cutscene with the librarian And he, like, numbers it. I think it was, like, 16 major plot points covered in a five-minute cutscene. And I was like, wow, actually, looking at it from that perspective, that's fucked. Like, (laughs) I can understand why people hate that. So, anyway.
1: Yeah. All right, man. And the podcast. With
0: that, for those of you who are listening on audio format or on video, you can find links to us, the Craig Wall podcast on all major podcast directories, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all the things. Um, And you can watch it on YouTube. Would kind of highly recommend it. We had pictures this time. We had pictures of everybody. Uh, Anyway, it's a good time. If you want to talk about this, if you just want to join in on the fun, go to our website, ko There you have a link to our Discord, ko Click on the Discord link. You'll join the Discord. There's a Halo channel where we talk about all this goodness uh, frequently. And, yeah, hey, maybe it, come and ask us questions. Tell us what you want us to talk about. We'd love to talk about it. Until next time, thank you, and we'll see you later. Bo- Shout out to all of our Koala Manjaro subscribers, especially I Got Your Potatoes, Marcus the Okay, and SandSquid. Thank you guys so much for your unbelievably generous support, and to all our Koala Tacular subscribers, thank you as well. If you'd like to join us on Patreon, I know that you get a ton of stuff with your benefits. You can find all the information following the link in our bio, wherever you're at. Go to our link tree, go to patreon.com, search KO Koala Entertainment, there you can find the multitude of benefits that await you when you subscribe. Thank you again. SO MUCH!